This audio recording is produced by Food Addicts in Recovery Anonymous, also known as FA. FA is a program based on the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. It is free and open to anyone who wants to stop eating addictively. The following is one FA member's story of recovery. The opinions expressed here are those of the individual member and do not represent FA as a whole. If you are new or uncertain about FA, we encourage you to listen to several stories to gain an understanding of what the program offers. For information on the FA program, please visit our website, foodaddicts.org. Hello, welcome to this virtual qualification recording of Food Addicts in Recovery Anonymous, FA. I am a food addict from Massachusetts, and I will share my story of recovery from food addiction. I want to start out by saying, from my earliest recollections, I never felt comfortable in my own skin. I just never felt comfortable. We have a book, a recovery book, and it talks about restless, irritable, and discontented. Really best describes me. I didn't know what was wrong. There was nothing that I could point to, but the fact of the matter is I just felt like I didn't fit in. And I always wanted to feel, uh, find relief and tried to soothe myself. And so as, as, a, as a young child, I, I soothed myself with food. It was, it was everything to me. It was so important. I, I stole it. I hoarded it. I stole money out of my father's pockets for it. It was always, um, you know, there was always that quest for food, snacky foods, salty foods. It didn't matter. Um, I always would have second helpings and wonder how, you know, as, as food was being doled out at dinner, how much extra I can have at the, you know, after everybody else. So it was just my main source of comfort, simple as that. I wasn't a fat kid. I was a sturdy kid, but it was just the, the fact of the matter is it was very important. And, you know, I, I remember very, very early on feeling fearful but not fearful in a sense that I was timid. There's this difference between, they call it fight or flight. And I was a fighter. I fought everybody all the time. It was just, I was a, I was really kind of a pain in the neck kid. Um, and when I would feel comfortable is when I could isolate. And, you know, a word that I didn't know as a kid, obviously, but I would find little places to hide away with food. And then I could breathe. Very, very, very strange. And, and that took me through my childhood. As I got a little older, I graduated to other substances. The first one was cigarettes. And then, you know, the first time I smoked cigarettes with some friends, I was like 10 years old, and they got sick. They were nauseous. They were, they were vomiting. Not me. It was like, that deep breath, I could take that deep breath. And those cigarettes became so important to me. I was like 11 years old. I had my own package of cigarettes. And there was a lot of chaos. I'll just say this out loud. There's a lot of chaos in my family. And this is the way I coped with that chaos. What they were doing was their business. But man, I, you know, I would get, I would have so much anxiety from it all that that need to soothe was, was um, essential. And there was a lot of alcoholism in my family. And I always swore, I will never drink. I saw what that could do to people. And I was at a party 
it was, um, I was 14 years old and the kids were drinking alcohol. And I took a sip, I took a swig, I took a glass, I took a bottle. I, that was really my story. It was the first time I can recall in my life that I felt I could breathe. That alcohol was just magic to me. And, um, and I became a drinker at a very young age. So I was, now I have cigarettes, I have alcohol. I have um, a gang of friends, not the, not the ones that your parents want you to hang out with, but the other kids. And I fit right in finally with a group. And that's how um, I spent my teenage years with the exception of the fact that pot became a very big part of my story too, as a kid. So now I've got the cigarettes, the alcohol, the marijuana. Um, I went to my doctor for another reason whatsoever. And he said, what the hell happened to you? I was 16 years old. And I said, I don't know what you mean. And he said, you got fat. I hadn't even realized it. I was just having a good time. I was finally comfortable. I was sneaking, smoking a lot of pot. I was drinking a lot of booze. I was, you know, cigarettes, the whole thing. And he said, um, don't worry about it. I have, a, I have a solution. And then became the diet pills, you know? So by 16, I had it all going on and I was rocking the world with all of that. It was, uh, it was a, t a crazy time for me personally. Those diet pills became my new, they became my, lord and master and i didn't i finally i didn't want to eat you know that insatiable need to eat i didn't have that insatiable need anymore plus i was animated i was fun people thought i was crazy and wild i it was everything i wanted to be and i wasn't getting fat i was getting thin and i was skinny and crazy anyway um after a while i thought well maybe these pills will work and you know not doing what they were doing initially i said i don't think they're doing as well as I was when I first went on them. And he said to me, double them up. Exactly what he said, double up the dosage. And that was it. And, you know, it took me down a very, very, very tough, lonely, horrible path. And I was on and off diet pills for a long time. I would have, I would have swings of a hundred pounds. I would be, start the diet pills, at 200, get down to like 120. It was insane. And I used to dread having to go on them again, you know, when the weight would get beyond control, whatever that meant, you know, I, I would have to go back on the diet pills and then the shakes would start and the anxiety would start. But, it, you know, I would rather that than be fat. So that's, I, that took me through my 20s. I mean, I, I got married during that time. I had a beautiful baby girl at that time. But I have to tell you, I had all of these addictions going on, true full-blown addictions to alcohol, to diet pills. Mm, the, the pot note so much at that point, the weed was kind of out of the picture because I just ate when I, when I smoked pot. So I didn't want that anymore. And um you know, that's sort of how I took a very beautiful time of my life and just squandered it in addiction. Thankfully and gratefully, when I was 31 years old, I um, came into the rooms of AA. And um, that was, it was such a, 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 a gift in my life. My, my brother had said to me, the night before I came to my first AA meeting, he said, you're going to end up just like mom. And my mother was a very, very, very sick alcoholic woman. And um, that, was the, that was the wake up call that I needed to hear. 
and with the with the alcohol went the um went the diet pills went the you know uh, the weed all of it all went down with the with the pot so I was 31 years old and I had nothing I had the 12 steps I was going to meetings I was doing all of that thank you God but I just started to chew my booze as we say in in the rooms and um I just couldn't stop eating. It was the first time in my whole life that I felt I ate without abandon. I didn't care. I just, thank you, God, I didn't drink. And that was such a, a, a big focus for me. You know, food became my full-time drug of choice. I cooked it. I shopped for it. I, I would do food. I would go food shopping. I'd eat my way through the, through the grocery store, the, the different counters. I would have snacks. And I would have a, a refrigerator full of food that I didn't want to eat because I needed that hit. I can't even tell you how much food I threw away during that time because, I, you know, I, it was too predictable what I had in the refrigerator. And I wanted something that was really going to excite me in, in a way that it hadn't. So takeout became a very, very big part of my story. Going out to eat, you know, it, it was another big part of my story. Anything I could do to get the food that I wanted when I wanted it without any restrictions. During that time, I obviously I gained a lot of weight. People in the rooms were talking, in AA rooms, were talking about a 12-step program for food. I thought I'd give that a shot. Made a little sense to me. And I joined that 12-step program. And I got some relief. Actually, I um, lost probably like 30 or 40 pounds very quickly. I didn't work it the way it was laid out. I have to tell you, we could, you know, in that particular situation, I could name my own amounts and foods and food plan. And it was just way too much for me. And I just ended up eating large, large quantities of food, just large, large quantities. I recall getting down to 149 pounds from a high weight. And I'm like, this, this, this is the way to go. This is perfect. But, you know, like everything else, it just kind of started to drift away. You know, it just seemed a little bit too restrictive. I found everything under the sun wrong with it. I didn't like declare that I was done. I, it's just like I stopped going to meetings. I lost a sponsor I didn't replace. And so I finally just sort of eased out, if you will. Why that is so important to me, um, that decision, is because for the next 16 years, I was in hell. I was in full-blown food addiction, and I could not stop. I didn't just eat and just get bigger and bigger. God only knows how that didn't happen. What I did is I tried every other diet solution in the planet. I spent tons and tons and tons of money, tons of um, you know, commercial solutions that work for a moment or work for a day or work for even a year. One, one program worked for a year, but always led me back to being hopeless and angry and miserable. I recall one particular commercial diet that I engaged in and I ate 750 calories for seven months. I had a coach. I had all of these other ridiculous accoutrements to it. And the coach was saying, you know, soon enough, you're going to be on maintenance. You know, you've done so well. And I, I, I kept losing weight and losing weight. And so I said to her, 
well, what does that mean? Maintenance, I get a little excited about it, frankly. It's like, oh, this sounds fun. What's what maintenance? And she said, well, you know, you already know how to eat. So there's really nothing, you know, you know about portions now and you know about, and I was so angry. I was, I said to her, I learned how to starve. I don't know how to eat. You can't let me out that door. I was crying. Don't let me out that door, I said. You know, unless you have something else to give me because I knew where it was going to end because it always ended up in the same way. But no, I was dismissed from that program. I had graduated. I remember, God bless me. When I went to filing space, when I had started a new job, I bought five suits, size eight suits. I'm thinking, I am rocking this world now. I had these cute suits and I started the new job. They never knew that I was who I was, really. You know, it was all pretend. It was located in Harvard Square in Boston, which is a, a very popular area. And there's a lot of different types of foods in, in Harvard Square. My, my, I would go to work early in the morning, like seven o'clock and those smells, those smells. And I'm ignoring it. No, I'm really too cool. I'm too cute. I'm all good. And then one day, one day, just one day, I said, I think I could stop for something on the way to work. And you know, the end of, I don't even have to go through the end of that story because one led to two, to, you know, taking a break in the morning to go again. I mean, it just became my full-time job to go to that place again and again and again. You know, just as you would expect, first I can't button the top button, then the bottom button of the suit. You know how this is all gonna end, right? Then I'm like safety pinning the skirt, forgive me for the graphic, but pantyhose and just a red mark across my belly all the time. And I just, I, I, I didn't know what to do. I was so helpless. And it just continued like that. I would, I would try something else and I'd try something else. And it always led me back to being back up over 200 pounds. And, you know, and my life was going on at the same time. I was, in, you know, I was married. I was still married to that guy that I married in my 20s. God bless us both. Totally ignored my family. And we had that beautiful daughter who grew up. I wasn't capable of being the wife and mother that I wanted to be. I just wasn't capable and for that, I, you know, for that, I, I have deep regret about, but that's my story. That's my story in food addiction, the things that I let go of that I didn't, that I cherished with all my heart and soul. Again, I just kept going from diet to diet. I remember my sister-in-law and I decided in 1988 that we were going to get to size eights. And we had this chance, size eight and 88, size eight and 88. But I wasn't, you know, it's just like I wanted to, I wanted it not to be my story, but it, but it really was. So anyway, what happened? I went down this very, 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 very dark hole toward the end before I came into FA. I'll tell you where it ended. I had a, a, a job that I traveled all the time and I had a lot of responsibility that I was not really great at. Um, but because I was a work addict too, they kept promoting me because I was the only nut who'd do what they wanted me to do. I would um, come home on the weekends. I mostly traveled during the week and I would boil up a pound of flour product in a, and I put it into a big orange Pyrex bowl and I would sit in front of the TV and just eat that. That's all I wanted. I didn't want to get dressed. 
on the weekends. I didn't want anything. I had this beat up old bathrobe that had a the 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 belt didn't match the robe. I didn't care. I just I just had this nightgown and this bathrobe, and I just would sit in the den and eat out of that bowl and pass out from food. That's my story. That's where this disease took me. So what happened? is that we were having a major family event. My daughter was getting married was the event. And here I am, 207 pounds, this beautiful daughter, this beautiful whole life. And she's, you know, she's getting married. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh, this she And so self-centered. I didn't mention that. I, everything was about me. And I'm like, could she have picked a worse time to decide to get married? I mean, that's how selfish I was. I knew about a 12-step program that that same 12-step program that I could go back to and eat a lot of food and probably get myself down to 175 pounds and get into a size 16, which is all I wanted to do. And then I would be, I'd be on my way. So I was going to go to that. I gave myself 94 days to go to this 12-step um, program. And when I went there to get the food plan, I learned that it had morphed into an it was FA that I went into. The first meeting I went to, I heard this thing called addiction. Now I had been on diet world my whole life. No one ever called it addiction before. And I'll tell you that got my attention. I um I was, you know, I didn't know what else to do. So I was going to do this plan. And I and I was so angry. I sat in the back of the room the trench coat it was may it was like i didn't want to talk to anybody just wanted the food plan so i could get out the door and i you know i heard the disease described a woman got up in the front of the room and qualified told her story and i was so angry i was looking at it with my arms folded and i'm like oh what is she going to tell me that she lost like 10 pounds you know, because she was so tiny and petite, you know, and she, she said she had lost like 175 pounds, this little peanut. And again, it got my attention. And I felt something I hadn't felt. I don't know if I ever felt it in my life, but it was hope. I felt this little tinge in my, in my soul. And it was hope. Like, really? This can happen? And, um, you know, I grabbed myself, thank you, God, I grabbed myself a sponsor, which is someone who could guide me in the program, give me a food plan. She talked to me about having no flour, no food, no sugar, nothing in between meals. She was so gentle as she explained it to me. And um, I wanted what she had. She was so peaceful. What struck me so much is here's this woman who was 275 pounds. Now she's 105 pounds. She's at a stable weight. She's not hungry. She's peaceful and serene. And I'm like, it's, this is what I want. This is going to be great. This is going to get me to the wedding. Still always thinking about the wedding, right? And that was my, my departure date. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, I stuck around. I stuck around. So it was um, 90 days, 94 days. The wedding was on a Friday night and I got into a size 16 and I was 174 pounds. I'm like, oh my God, how good is this? So the next day I was supposed to go to a meeting and everyone in, in, in FA was so beautiful and kind. And I'm like, they don't know that this is, you know, I'm leaving after the wedding. I'm no longer going to be here. This morning we're having a big brunch for all the out-of-town guests and all of that. 
And so I was looking at myself getting ready for the, the brunch. And I said, if you don't go back to that meeting this morning, you are never going back. I had to, I had to make a decision that moment on the fly. And I decided I'd go back to the meeting that I had committed to go to. So I came out and my daughter said to me, what are you doing? And I said, I'll be back. She said, we have a big brunch. And I said, she's, where are you going? I said, I have to go to that meeting. And she looked at me and she said, why are you doing this to me today? It was a horrible, horrible question to ask, but I went to that meeting. And here's the good news. I never left. I never left. I've been here for 20, coming on 25 years. I've never had flour, sugar, or eaten in between meals since that day. Thank you, God. Since I came into program, I'm at a stable weight. I have peace and serenity. I'm not hungry. My life has changed immeasurably in the time that I've been here. My daughter is still married. So they just celebrated or celebrating their 25 years. I've been married 51 years. By the way, I neglected to tell you we were getting a divorce when I came into this program. We both had our own lawyers. We were getting a divorce and we did not divorce. We just celebrated 51 years. I'm a grandmother. My granddaughters, too, adult women, have never seen me have flour sugar in all of their lives. And, what, you know, it's not just flour and sugar. I translate that to say I haven't been crazy. Because when I was eating like I was eating and eating the amounts of food that I was eating and sugar that I was eating, I was all over the place. And now, here's the best part. I'm now a great-grandmother. We just had, she's three months old and, you know, that's my life today. So I came in at 207 pounds. I'm 122 today. My weight does not change. I have clothes that are older than my granddaughters now. This was just crazy. Everything fits. These are all bonuses. I have relationships that I never had. I was such an isolator. I just wanted to be alone with my bowl. That's just what I wanted. And that's not what happened. I developed a relationship with a power greater than myself. I always thought I was in charge and I was the, the power behind everything. And that's not my story. That's not my story at all. So I have a, a God of my understanding. This program is spiritual in nature. I am so grateful for that because I have something other than me that I can rely on, that I can seek solace from, that I can get messages from. I'm a friend. I'm a friend to other people. I was never anybody's friend. I just wanted what I could get out of people. And that was it. And I have this beautiful network of people in this program who think like I think, who suffered like I suffered with this disease. And I do think for me, it is a disease. I can talk to them when I'm feeling as though I need another voice. I can call a fellow in this program. It's just amazing that I have this this channel of people to, to count on. I am so eternally grateful that I stumbled, really stumbled into these rooms, sick and tired and angry and resentful. And um, every day it gets a little better every single day. And, you know, I'm a satisfied customer. <laughs> I'm going to keep coming back because I see no reason at all to leave this beautiful program that's been so wonderfully laid out. It's just been such a journey. What I will add is I've buried a lot of relatives in this program. I didn't pick up food. I've seen 
difficulty, health difficulties in myself and family, I didn't pick up the bite. All the time I have been able to walk through really patients with peace and dignity. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this audio recording. To hear additional recordings or to learn more about Food Addicts and Recovery Anonymous, you can visit our website, foodaddicts.org.